Welcome to Purposely Bossing Up, where we talk about bossing up in business, but we always talk about bossing up in life. Hey y'all, this is your girl T, the host of Purposely Bossing Up, and I welcome you to season three of this amazing podcast. This season, I decided to do something just a tad bit different. Each month has a theme. So this month being November of 2020, the theme is purpose through arts, culture, visual arts, and media. So I hope you guys have been caught up from season one and season two, because this season here is super dope. We had amazing guests, great conversation, and trust me, they dropped plenty of gems. So please have your pen and your paper ready because you are not going to want to miss this. So let's get into this interview. I had the pleasure to interview Keandra Lockett. Keandra Lockett is a soulful, inspirational artist and entrepreneur with a fervor for kingdom building. Keandra is one of the original members of the gospel group Zyel and shares the accomplishment of not just one time, but two times Stella Award nominee. Keandra has also shared the stage with many artists, such as Yolanda Adams, Karen Clark Shear, Kiera Shear, the Clark Sisters, Ty Tribbett, Kirk Franklin, Mary Mary, Alexis Spite, and many more. Keandra loves God, and she is a ready pen for his use through the gift of songwriting. She has volunteered her time with various nonprofits, and she is dedicated to ensuring that young girls and women know about self-esteem. Keandra is multifaceted and a powerful source empowered by God. Okay, everybody. So let's introduce our guest for today, Keandra Lockett. Hello, Keandra. Hi. How are you? I am great. I'm great. How about yourself? I'm good. Good, good, good. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. So usually with this platform, I love to discuss purpose because of course this podcast is called Purposely Bossing Up. So that's everything. I base everything that I do around purpose. I do everything with purpose. And of course, the first question is going to be, what does purpose mean to you? Okay. Well, purpose to me is, um, you know, just that, like finding that that path, that lane, and um, being purposeful in it. You know, sometimes we have a boatload of things that we love to do, things that we, you know, like to do, and we claim, you know, this is my purpose. This is what I'm supposed to do. But when you're in that lane, you can't really function well and do well because, It's just something that you liked, but it's not something that you've been placed on the earth to do. And so um, purpose is the thing that, you know, beyond the shadow of a doubt. And sometimes you don't know because you have to find it, but don't rush to find it, you know, just let things organically happen. But purpose is that thing that where you're in the right lane, things are really flowing the way that they should. It may not be good all the time, but still it's flowing and you're working in um, the vein that God had you to, to work in. Yes, that that's perfect. Like that's a great way to start off with just defining purpose for yourself, especially with my new season. You're going to be the first episode, so hey, it's going hey, to hey. be <laughs> it's going to be like it's it's just good that people understand that you know, like you said, it's not something that um that you're like looking. You got a map for you know none of these kind of things. It's just something that honestly happens in a lot of experiences, and that can be trials or tribulations has to occur in order for you to find your purpose. Right, 
Definitely. That's very true. It, it hurts. It, it don't feel good. But those things have to happen in order for you to find your purpose. So Yes, absolutely. So I love to ask my guests, if you can describe yourself in one word, what would it be and why? <laughs> Feisty. <laughs> and I, I say that because um, that's just who I am. Um, now, am I saying that that's, that's a, a good thing or a bad thing? No, it ain't a, a good thing, but it's not a bad thing all the time either. But I mean, look, it is what it, what it is. Like, I'm, I'm feisty at times. Um, I'm a nice person too, but, you know, I, I got that black girl realness in me, you know. <laughs> I got it on too, so. <laughs> she said, listen, this is who you're going to get. <laughs> look, I'm a nice girl. I really am, but I, I, I'm feisty too, so. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I definitely get it. So what made you get, like, what inspired you to get into the music industry? Um, well, the inspiration wasn't an inspiration in the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, there was no inspiration. It's just, again, one of those things where, you know, we talk about purpose. I just, these things were placed in my lap. So I started off with a group by the name of Zael. I don't know if anybody's familiar with that group, but we had some successes. Um we were nominated for Stellar Awards, had a top 15 song that was written by me, top 15 at Billboard. And um, so, yeah, we had some other successes as well. We started off in 97 or 98. Uh, can never really get the, the the time, you know, but we started off then and it was during mm-hmm. the summer. Um, and we decided that we would come together and sing. And uh, the way that it started off, I've always been so annoying singing in the hallways at school, singing in in the breezeway in my apartment complex when when I was in. Now, this was when I was younger, but um, I had always been that way. And so this guy um, was in my apartment complex and he was like, I love your voice. I'd love to do some work with you. I was like, mm-hmm. well, I know a girl who could possibly help me with that. I wouldn't you know, want to do it on my own. I've never wanted to do um, half of the stuff that I've done on my own. So I had to include right. people. So um, I hit up a friend of mine, um, Andrea Northcutt, who she was also a member of this group. Um, I called her. She came over and uh, we sang for him. She said, I got a friend as well. Her name was Afton, who was also a part of the group. And uh, she sang for him too over the phone. And then we called the two other girls, Crystal and Christina. And um, it really popped off that way. We ended up having uh, a rehearsal and we decided that, you know, this was something that we wanted to do for real, for real. And so time went on. Um, a good 15, 16 years we sang together wow. and um, we disbanded back in 2015. And so we traveled together. We you know, toured with different major artists. And um, yeah, I just, you know, worked out that way. But there was no inspiration, no nothing. Again, it's just something that fell in my lap. Wow. Wow. That, I love how you guys, like, even though, you know, you did it for a run, but then, you know, you kind of resurfaced and right. came back together. That's awesome. Right. That's decent. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I got some singing friends, you know, but I don't know if they, they group birth yet. <laughs> I mean, you know, sometimes ain't none of us group worthy. I just say it like that. <laughs> we all get on each other's nerves, and I, you know what I'm saying. But I, again, like purpose was the thing that that put us together. And had it not been for that group, I can honestly say, just being real, um, I wouldn't be where I am. And I give wow. all glory to God, not to the girls, not to the group, but you know, to God because He's the yeah. one who put that together. Yeah. 
That is amazing. So, of course, you know, we talk about the highs, and but we also had to talk about the lows. So what do you feel was your biggest challenge in just getting where you are today? Um, actually, I had vocal problems when the group disbanded. Um, like the early part of 2016, if, if you know anything about the group Zion, you knew that we were powerhouse singers. The industry knew us as that. Artists, you know, they touted us as that. And, you know, going from that type of singing, like the squalls, the, you know, belting out high notes to hoarseness, <laughs> like going through all kinds of vocal issues, screeching even when I try to hit my range. I'm a, I'm a first um, alto. So mm-hmm. I can do some soprano notes, but during that time I wasn't able to. So I had gone through some really dark moments. I was depressed. I was very angry. And honestly, mm-hmm. I was angry with God as well. And um, I had to realize that being angry with God was not the thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, and this is for somebody. Like, you might be going through and going through some of the worst moments of your life, thought that this would be the highest moment of your life. But right. it doesn't matter in in that regard to God. Like, he matters about, cares rather about our feelings. It matters to him about us being hurt and even pained by having to go through what he puts us through. But right. he's not worried about your your fits and your feelings and your anger when this is a path that's going to take you to somewhere that only yep. he knows is the best thing for you. You don't know at the time. You may. Right. Because what I had Real in the past, well, that was good for me. I was fine. I don't need this other stuff. But he mm-hmm. said, no, you do need it. And when you get to that point, you're going to understand and see why you needed it. And I've gotten to a good three points and understand why my vocals changed and why things happened the way that they did. And so... Yeah, just stick with whatever it is that he's doing and be accepting of it. Absolutely, because I know I question God about a lot of stuff, child. I'm like, listen here, Lord, (laughs) what you got going on? Right, what we doing here? (laughs) And he's like, look, you be patient. Patience is a virtue, boo. I got you. I got you. Yes, (laughs) yes. Oh, my gosh. So did you have any, like, role models or mentees growing up, and did it change over the years? One of my, my one of my vocal inspirations or role models um, is still Karen Clark Sheard. But at the time um, when I was growing up, um, well, in high school, she was uh, just the only one, actually. But as I grew and into music, learned more about other artists, um, Kim Burrell, she's become a favorite and inspiration and a role model as well. And not just vocally, but these women, like how they carried themselves throughout, mm-hmm. you know, their time in this industry and how they've just pushed forward, including Erica Campbell. Like these are women who have, they've gone through some crazy things themselves. They've yeah. opened doors like, and they're, they're like trailblazing is the reason why I'm allowed to be the type of singer that I am. Cause people, you know, talked about them for their clothing or talked about them for their different style of music. And so it was like a, a segue or an open door for me to be able to come in and do what I do. So definitely inspiring um, how it is that they were able to, you know, move from the the issues and, and craziness that people gave them and to see where they are now standing strong. And, you know, it's it's definitely encouragement to me. That's awesome. Yeah, those those some heavy hitters right there. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love everything about them. Yes. So let's talk about this latest single, Trouble Won't Last. That's charting yes. at number 12 on the Billboard Gospel. Yes. Okay. <laughs> what inspired you to write this song? Okay, so um, 
again, going through my vocal issues, you know, I had gone through all those things and wanted to write about something that, you know, was inspiring, something that was uplifting to, um, you know, show people and let them know that I've gone through something. And if I got through it, then you can get through it as well. Um, Troubles don't last, you know, and they won't last always. And so we had to write something, something like that, you know, and also it was like a uh, an ode to uh, Dr. Timothy Wright. He has trouble. Wow. I'm so glad um, troubles don't last always. And so we kind of just wanted to, that's how me and my producer, we do all the time. Like we want to take something from the um, traditional gospel sect, mm-hmm. if you will, and then bring it into what it is that we do just to pay homage. You know what I'm saying? Because artists don't do that all the time. Everybody's all about, you know, this new sound, this new wave. And um, I'm for it. I'm good. And if that's all you want to do, then you do that. But I want to pay homage in any way that I can. And so, yeah, that was basically like an ode to Dr. Timothy Wright. And just to simply put out a good message of how trouble won't last and had no idea because we wrote this like back in October, had no idea that it would get the success that it got, but also didn't have any clue that a pandemic or anything like that would be coming. And it's been one of the most inspirational and encouraging songs at radio as well. So that's a dope yeah. thing. Yeah, if it came out, just the perfect timing. It did. It really did. Timing. Yeah. Oh my gosh! But it's it like you said, it's good inspiration. Even if none of the pandemic even happened, it's just yeah. good inspiration to have mm-hmm. with whatever you may be going through in your life. So right. I mean, I feel like the most thing people can be, especially as music artists, is relatable. So mm-hmm. if you have that connection with your audience, that's a plus right. for you, and then a plus right. for everybody else. That's right. So it's perfect. Very true. Definitely perfect. So I know you recently celebrated one year with a brand that you have collaborated with with your sister. Yeah. And can you tell our listeners and probably some of our viewers that's going to be watching a little bit of this little clip right here um, yeah. about your brand? Like what made you guys do a pair? Because I know your sister is a solid. Yes. And like what made you guys like come together? You're like, you know what? Let's do this. Okay. So Kim is really the, the CEO, CEO of this whole uh, operation. And so um, this has always been a dream of hers to have like a clothing line or to have a boutique style, like retail type something, you know. And we started off in 2009 uh, as the Red Glasses Sisters. Both of us had red glasses and uh, we thought that it would be cool to do eyewear. So we got like mm. sunglasses and, you know, different accessories and we sold them. And um, because the group picked back up and hard and heavy, we decided that, you know, we'd lay that down and just, you know, mm. pursue ministry. So when the group disbanded, we said, you know what, it's time to pick this back up. You know, let's do this whole entrepreneurial thing. And honestly, honestly, in 2009, it didn't really work out like talking about at all. So we probably should have laid it down. <laughs> but uh huh. But you got to find your niche. You got to find, you know, what works for you. What's what you got to understand what branding is. You got to understand markets. You got to understand people. And there were so many things that we didn't know and that we didn't do in the beginning mm-hmm. that when we picked it back up, we did it again and, you know, did it basically perfectly, you know, um, yeah. not to say that we're we all that and we're good at, you know, all these things. But because we researched, we gained an understanding 
that's how things are able to flow out the way that they have now. And um, so, yeah, we have um, dad caps, sweatshirts, T-shirts, and leggings. And this is just the start of who we are right now. And so Jolinoa is the name of the, um, the company, and it means pretty black in French. And the narrative that we want to push is that my black is beautiful. And now we have like so many people out there who are talking about this whole narrative, you know what I'm saying? But I don't see that as going anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like that's going to mm-hmm. be needed forever. You know, yeah. we're going through all these crazy things as it relates to racism and even colorism. And this has been something that's systemic. It's been going on for forever, Ever. for years upon years upon years. Black women especially need some encouragement. And so that's what this whole company is is geared towards, Black women and how we can um, elevate and how we can validate one another, can, you know, affirm one another. And that's what our company does. So I have on a sweatshirt now. It's yeah. our classic. Yeah, we came out with this one first. Um, mm-hmm. And when this was with our soft launch back in 2018. And when okay. we launched the, the soft launch, it, it did okay, you know, but again, at that time, we were still learning, still researching and gaining an understanding. It wasn't until last summer that we, um, and this is, you know, why you said about the celebrating the, the one year, but um, it wasn't until last summer that we got the attention from Fashion Bomb Daily. And mm-hmm. when we got the attention from Claire Somers, that's when things really started to take off. Oh, I'm about to cry. <laughs> wow. Just listening to that story. Like, you go through so many things doing this kind of stuff and you yeah. see other people like Mia Ray and Ming Lee, all these big, yes. you know, these girls who mm-hmm. are doing the things that they're doing, super scent. And you're like, when are we going to pop off? When is this going to happen for us? But right, right. When, you, when you listen to stories like that, I'm listening to my own and it's like, wow, like, thank you, Lord, because it's happening. Yes. It really yes. is happening. And we've gotten the following and we have the people wearing the, the brand. Coco from SWV and Kiki Wyatt. Like, those are big things for us. And so yes. it, it, it really makes me emotional. So I look, everybody who's listening, who's probably supported. And if you're going to go support, thank you. And thank you to you, too, as well, T, because you support yeah. us, too. So we love Yes, you. I love it. All the stuff is cute, y'all. Y'all got to get the stuff. Y'all got to get the price, the shirts, the bag caps, and they got stuff coming up for the fall and stuff. So mm-hmm. make sure you guys support them. But I know you get busy sometimes. So how do you indulge in self-love, self-care? Um, self-love, honestly, I feel like with self-love, you got to be careful with that because sometimes we can get really selfish with that. And I know a lot of people have told us, you know, get selfish with it. You know, it's so mm-hmm. many people who pulling on you. Don't let them pull on you. And I, to an extent, I agree. I feel like if you need to say no, say no. You know what right. I'm saying? Somebody told me that sometimes when we take on too many tasks that you're you're really flowing in a God complex because you feel like, well, that person want me to do it. And you're kind. You're being nice mm-hmm. about it. That mm-hmm. person wants me to say yes. That person wants me to say yes. I can't do it all. You're not God, you know? And when right. I realized that, I was like, you know what? Saying no is easy. Not out of me, you know, being a mean person, but I just can't do it all. You know, so I get that. I understand, you know, as it relates to selfishness in, in that regard. But sometimes, you know, we we do a lot with the with the self-love and we're not we're not as self selfless or self giving to other people. Mm-hmm. So I gotta be really careful with, you know, with that. And um, but 
I do agree though with with self love that you got to make sure that you are um, making sure that you are good because if you're not good yourself, you're not good to anybody else. That's you know, right. If you're not um, in a good headspace, you're not prayed up. You know, if you're not really focused on what the the right things are in life, then you're not good for anybody else. And so I definitely understand and get that. So that's my whole take on on self love. Make sure that you are you know, one-on-one with God as much as you possibly can so that you're able to give to other people. And then with self-care, I think about like taking care of skin and, you know, your Mm -hmm. hair and things like that. My regimen for my, um, my skincare regimen, and you have pretty skin, by the way, Um, I like, like your tone is really pretty. So my uh, self-care regimen, I have like about seven products that I use. I use a, a skin wash. Look, at, not, look, not every day. Not every day. I'm supposed to. But y'all, I'll be like, look, I, I can't do this every day. Like, sorry. Oh, my God. But, you know, when I when I get a blemish here or there, I make sure that, you know, I do the extra stuff to, to get rid of it. But, um, but yeah, so I uh, use a, a moisturizer. I use a toner. I use uh, acne. Um, like a, a cream that gets rid mm-hmm. of acne within like a good mm-hmm. four hours. I use um, a face wash. I use aloe vera gel. And uh, what else do I use? Oh, I use Ambi. Want to mm-hmm. make sure that, you know, my discolored areas are, you know, right and things like that. So I think, is that six or seven? Either way, it's, it's a lot of products. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I just want to make sure that my skin is right. Because in this time, everybody's... Am I talking too much? Mm-mm, girl, go ahead. Talk okay. about the skincare. <laughs> so in this time, like, everybody's wor- worried about, like, the filters and the makeup. And, um, you know, to prevent having to use those things so much, just mm-hmm. take care of your skin. You know, that's it. Yes, because I tell people all the time, makeup not no good if your skin under it is bad. Right. Yeah, it's <laughs> not. It it really ain't. So <laughs> I'll be like, treat your skin, treat your yeah. skin. Yeah. When you start caking all that stuff on. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh Lord Jesus. <laughs> so if you can give young Keandra a piece of advice, what would you tell her? Like, and I want to think about this because you know, I could easily say it's going to be all right or something mm-hmm. like that. But honestly, if I was face to face with my middle school self, my sixth, seventh grade, probably the whole year, the all three of them years, sixth, mm-hmm. seventh, and eighth, it's okay to be the kid that you are right now. You may not be as, as fly as the other girls. You're a little chunky. <laughs> You're not popular. <laughs> but in, in about a good 15, 20 years, you're going to have a lot of people who are going to like you and who are going to like the things that you do. So be the kid that you are right now. Um, enjoy your childhood and don't grow up so mm-hmm. fast. And um, don't try to be other people. Be this. Like a lot of people, like even, even as a kid, like I remember when I was in my mom's closet trying to find something so cute to wear because at that time we didn't have a lot of money at all. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to find something so cute because I wanted to be cute like all the other girls that, mm-hmm. you know, I was in choir with or that, you know, I went to lunch with. They weren't really like friend friends, but still we hung together at school. Right. And when you see them with, you know, their cute um, shirts from, let's see, what was the the store back then? Or their accessories from Claire's and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like you wanted to, you know, you wanted to look like that too. But right. like we just, we couldn't frequent the mall at all. So. It's like, just enjoy this and 
you know, be okay with not having it all. But when you work and you put forth an effort to live a, a, a different life and you put forth an effort to serve God, you'll mm-hmm. get this stuff. Yes, you definitely will. I tell you, sometimes it pays to be a square. <laughs> uh, yeah, indeed, indeed. You're sheltered, oh you're covered. Like, yeah, you don't, I did not get in a lot of trouble as a kid either. See? So. <laughs> That worked right out in your favor. (laughs) (laughs) What is one thing that you use on a daily basis that you cannot live without? Ooh, that I use toothpaste. (laughs) 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 Oh god! I think that's all of us. But okay. (laughs) Lord, oh my gosh. (laughs) <laughs> that was so funny. She like toothpaste. <laughs> and now I'ma switch it up. So name one tool or resource that you use every day that you cannot live without. Okay. Well, um, Google. Mm. Google. A lot of people yeah. will will probably get me together and say, uh-uh, you need to go read a book or you need to go and research here and uh, well, you know, whatever. But the internet. <laughs> Like, it is where it's at. I'm sorry. Like, and honestly, better than a book. And don't come for me. Better than a book. <laughs> Google is better than a book. Like, you can quickly find whatever it is that you're looking for. I don't mm-hmm. care how you put it in. The search engine will pull it right up. Google. <laughs> no, that's the truth. That is the truth, honey. Because I'd be like, well, just as fast as you be trying to book trips, you better go at Google. <laughs> right. <laughs> don't be asking me a thousand questions. Okay. <laughs> I can't meet with people. So can you let our listeners know about any upcoming projects or events that you may have? Okay. So I'm about to release an EP called Cornerstone. And I'm really excited about it because it's going to be my, I think my 10th body of work wow. out of my whole career, not including Zyle's music. So, Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, well, I'm excited about that. So, and thank you. But, um, but yeah, so I, um, I'm releasing that at the top of the year. I was supposed to release it this month, but because of COVID, I've not been able to really go into the studio. Got to be really careful. And so um, we're almost done. And um, the most important thing about this is the message behind it. And when you think about an architect, this is the message. You think about architects and how they build things, how we build you know, buildings and things like that. They got to start with a foundation stone and it's called the cornerstone. And so when they build on top of the foundation, when storms come, the building won't fall down. But it's the same thing with us and our relationship with the Lord. When we build on what the Bible calls the chief cornerstone, which is Jesus, when we build on that, our marriages won't they won't fall. You know, um, our relationships with other people won't fall. Now, life won't come at you and you're going to mm-hmm. sway, but you won't fall. You won't collapse. And so, it's, again, like that whole same thing is, is with us and, you know, with the Lord. As long as your foundation is God, it's Jesus, then you don't have anything to worry about. Yes. Mm, that was a good one. Yes, honey. Somebody needed that. Somebody needed that. So can you tell our listeners and some of our viewers, um, how can they contact you, you know, through your social media platform? Okay. Well, you can follow me on all of my social media. That's at Keondra Lockett, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, I talk back as well. Yes, she does, y'all. <laughs> She's not one who let the message sit in the DM, okay? Right, she right. Will talk or, to or in the comment section. Like, that's so right. embarrassing. Like, 
talk back to people. <laughs> Engagement, people. That's the yes. most important thing. Right. Huh. When will they get it? When will they get it? Yeah, I don't know. But Lord help me stay grounded and humble because I don't want to be like that. Girl, no. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> so before we go, can you give our listeners a piece of advice in regards to bossing up, not just in business, but also in life? Okay. Um, Well, for both business and in life, I think that the way that you boss up and the way that you're able to boss up rather is by um, being with people who keep you accountable to the work, to the work in your life. Because, and and of course this is with, with business, but with our lives, like there's so much work that needs to go into us as people. And sometimes a lot of that working on ourselves every day, allowing God to work on us, that is not easy. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Like that's some of the hardest work, probably harder than being successful out here in this world. Cause we can make money. We can have all the businesses in the world, but sometimes Mm -hmm. we shysty, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes we have all these crazy business deals that, you know, are not integral. So if you're working on your inside and you got people keeping you accountable to that, that's a boss move to me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good piece of advice, y'all. I mean, I hope y'all was writing that down. I hope y'all was writing down all the gems she was dropping, all the things <laughs> that we need to be looking out for. Um, but I am just so honored and blessed to have had you on this episode of Purposely Bossing Up, Keandra. Thank you, T. I appreciate you and I enjoyed you. Yes, yes, yes. And with that being said, I hope everybody has an amazing day and continue to boss up with purpose. Mm. Mm. Thank you for listening to this episode of Purposely Bossing Up. Continue to keep bossing up with purpose.